what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. That sofa you have in your living room, it's not just for sitting anymore. It may have some cool new features to enhance your sitting pleasure. In this episode of Brothers in Tech, the brothers discuss some of the ways that technology has been making its way into your furniture. From shopping to design, from power to lighting, we're here to provide you with some pros and cons of some of these new advancements. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on Mesh.tv. My name is Alan Jackson, and over to my right, over there, is Man. Brian Jackson. So You're, I was. You were getting was good at that. <laughs> I was practicing before the show. So yeah, I was going to say we've right. had like eight eight takes at that. So uh, yeah. congratulations on getting this one right. Yeah, thank you. Did you practice you anything after that, or is, is that nope? That's uh, it. The rest yep. of the the rest of the episode is I have nothing to contribute. I've been working. <laughs> exclusively just on that directional thing with my fingers so yeah yeah not uh, having any contributes kind of the norm so i think i think we're good to go yeah okay yeah, how are you? I'm, I'm good good you alan good, good. yeah right? yeah I'm, i am uh i'm doing well i'm doing well i'm excited to well i'm excited to do another show let's just put it that way you know wh- whether i'm excited to talk to you okay right we may may not push it that much but well, i'm seriously, excited we to do another show we haven't talked since the last time we've recorded so this truly is the only time we talk anymore, Alan. I'm not. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure the last time we talked outside of a recording at all. I mean, it, it, not just since the last recording. I mean, I, yeah, I really don't know the last time that happened. Yeah, but you know, this is a this is the case of technology is bringing family members together. Because if it wasn't for podcasting or whatever this is called, I would never talk to you. We wouldn't yeah. talk. Yeah. Yeah. So. Let's God, think about God that bless, for a second. God bless so, technology. So, yeah. yeah. Would that be better or not? Um, <laughs> no, this is good. Well, this is good. I mean, this, you know, like I said, even we started this podcast, even when you and I actually did talk uh, off of a podcast, uh, it was it was usually about technology. It was usually yeah. about trying to one-up each other on either something we knew or something we had or something that we thought we were going to have. So, um, yeah, might as well, you know, share this with the people. Right. All right. Well, let, let's get right to the point of what we're actually going to be here to talk about. This this is Brothers in Tech, as you can probably tell from our uh, very poor banter leading up to this. Uh, <laughs> Brian and I are actual brothers, and we are both uh, keen on talking about home and family and personal technology and how that can be used in your home, your family, your pastimes, whatever it may be. And uh, that's what we came together on the show to do. And every time we get together, we talk about a different aspect of technology, especially as it relates to your home or our personal lives. And uh, today is absolutely, I don't know how much more personal home life you can get than talking about furniture and the furniture yeah. that you have in your home and how furniture is colliding with technology more and more every day. We're going to talk a little bit about technology in your furniture, furniture tech, I guess you could say. Uh, What are some things that are happening in the world of furniture? What are some aspects where technology is starting to play a role? And what are maybe some pros and cons about that? And we can talk a little bit about any experience we may have with that ourselves. I would ask if that topic sounds okay to you, Brian, but you you suggested this topic, so I'm assuming I mean, it's it's good to continue. So yeah, it, it is it is okay, and I, you know, I'll just mention I think some people that might see the title of this show may think this could be potentially the most boring show ever if you're talking about furniture, right? I, Even more I will boring. remind you. I will remind you. We did an yeah. entire episode about backup. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but I'll also remind you for the people out there that you loved it. I mean, yeah. that was that was your baby. You said that was one well, of your favorite topics. So it might be uh, our most downloaded episode too, if I remember correctly. I have to go yeah, back and but, check the stats. You don't that may just be. You don't count. You don't count. <laughs> I had like eight, 20 different devices downloading it like eight times each, just to make sure and we built those numbers up. So, and you were yeah. you and you were backing them up, yeah. But I, but I will say that. Um, I think you're exactly right. This is this is about as uh, close to home 
and home use and exactly what this podcast should be about, right? The things yeah. that we could see every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you're wearing a hat uh, for Hickory, your hometown, which of course is known for its furniture and has been for a very long time. So I think this is, you know, this is a great, uh, this is we're a just, great area to we're just to. not. We're just not well known for large wood structures. Um, that's where we kind of fall apart. So have, Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. I heard, I heard. Yeah, just, should cool. we have a moment of silence for the? Well, I mean, it is, it is giant heaps of wood. For anybody who's not familiar, I, I live in Hickory, North Carolina, and we had a beautiful, really great uh, archway put up as a as kind of a bridge, as a Gorgeous. over a walking mm-hmm. bridge. It's just a nice little entrance way into the city, and uh, it's only been up maybe a, a few months now, and uh, it fell down and uh, fell down in the middle of the night. Luckily, no one was hurt. No real damage to anybody's uh, you know property or or anything else, but it's uh it was tough. It was tough. So yeah. some engineering, yeah. something fell apart on the engineering planning side of this, and uh, there'll be a lot of discussions about that. But back to Hickory, yes, Hickory is well known for furniture manufacturing. So not counting that, everything else that comes out of Hickory, really well constructed, <laughs> well made things. Um, that uh we are we're very proud of that heritage here. So yeah, I love talking well, about furniture. Just- I just appreciate the fact you didn't bring up that the wood came from Oregon. <laughs> so oh, that's that right. Was the whole. <laughs> so oh, I forgot about I that. Think, I think both of us are are kind of have a little egg on our face there. So anyway, yeah, uh, the wood yeah. and I think yeah, the the wood came from Oregon. You're right. You're yeah. right, and that's where yep. you are. So uh, okay, yeah. So we yeah. both have a little we both have a little egg on our face today from that. All right, Brian, let's talk furniture let's do it. then. Let's do it. So tell me, Brian. I'm going to start with you. Tell me one of the first ways that we're going to talk about that furniture and technology are are coming together and have kind of uh, collided and, and are starting to impact one another. What What is yeah. the first way well, to get started with furniture? Yeah. I mean, I think the one thing we should do is think, well, how do we go about finding the furniture and shopping for the furniture? Because this can be one of the most maddening aspects of you know, the whole furniture process is actually trying to find something, right? That's going to work in your house, going, looking in, in a showroom and seeing, you know, okay, I've got my tape measure. I got to figure out whether or not it's going to fit in my space, whether it's going to look, look good. I have to kind of guess at it. And one of the things I'm super excited about is how um, the, the advances that have been made in AR, okay, which augmented reality, which we talked about in a previous episode of, kind of taking the reality of looking through a camera or looking through a, a, a digital screen at your actual world and then augmenting that world with some digital uh, images. And I've seen some really cool uses of uh, how to visualize things in your own home mm-hmm. by going on, uh, you know, Ikea has one, for example. Ikea has a has an app that allows you to say, well, this product Oh, there we go. Look at that. Mm-hmm. So we say this product that you have on your website, Ikea, I'm looking at it and it looks like it's going to work well in my space, but maybe really hard to visualize what that actual dimensions would look like in the uh, in yeah. the environment. So you say, I want that object. And then you pull up your pull up your app that is now showing your camera view of your space. So you can move it around and see everything that's in your space but it will digitally place it in your, uh, in your environment. So incredibly cool. Alan, I don't know if you've used this particular one before, Yes, I um, have. but I mean, it's, it's pretty impressive how it can take that. You can spin it, you can turn it, you can, you know, show it right next to something. It looks like it's actually in the physical space. Um, and for me, I mean, I have had this many, many times where I've gone in and tried to, you know, get the dimensions of a of a piece of furniture. And maybe it's kind of a weird shaped piece of furniture and it says, well, it's this high, but it's only that high at certain points. Mm-hmm. Or it says it's this wide, but not all the way through. And you really just don't get a sense of what it's going to look like in your space until you get it home. Or in this yeah. case, if you can virtually put it there. So to me, this is a fantastic use of technology for the furniture world um, because it is solving a major problem, right? It's not like you yep. can go and say, let me just try that couch at home and then I'll take it back. Right. That is incredibly cumbersome. So uh, yeah, I think this is a really cool use. No, I, I completely agree. And uh, I, I've become a big fan of it. I'll I'll admit I was hesitant of it at first. I think in the early days is a little tough to make the technology work. I think uh, I remember 
trying it out kind of early adoption when uh, places rolled it out as something you could, I think maybe a Best Buy or something had tried to roll it out where you could put a TV set, see how, how that TV set would fit in your room. And early on, it was not terribly precise and not, you know, didn't really work as well. But I've revisited recently, even with a Best Buy and a couple of places, and I have used the Ikea one. And it's great. Um, it, it, you know, you got to think from the furniture manufacturer or from the the the, the showroom, from the, the, the place selling the furniture. Think about it from their standpoint. If they can really motivate people to use this app to place, see how something's going to look in their room before they come to the showroom and buy it, the chance yeah. of getting having to deal with a return is so much less. Because that's the biggest problem with furniture is you, you're buying it and you're trying to mentally think about how it's going to look in your room. And, you know, I used to, before this technology existed, Brian, I would take a photograph of the room on my computer and put it in my computer and then grab an image of the furniture we're looking to buy and we'll like in Photoshop, place it on top of there just crudely just to see <laughs> how it would even work. But I know the dimensions and the angles and nothing yeah. is going to match up. It's just trying to get some idea. So I love this technology. I think it's great. I've seen more and more stores rolling it out. Um, you do have to have a phone that is capable of doing a higher end phone. I will say in probably yeah. the last few years that, will allow you to do the AR type work because otherwise it's going to be a frustrating experience and not work as well. But, but you're right. It's such a great way of uh, doing some early shopping for furniture before we actually yep. get into it. Yeah. Yep. It's yep. Great. No, I think, I, I think that. it's, I, I do like, I do think it's helpful to um, keep the number of returns down. Cause I'm sure that's uh, somewhat costly, but I would, I would maybe do a quick warning. And I think, Alan, throughout this, we should probably say, you know, what's the pro and con of each of these technology advances? I would say the con of this might be that certain furniture stores want you to be in their store and see the furniture with their setup because they True. know that at your home, it's not going to look quite as nice, but they want you to go ahead and make the purchase, right? So for some people, it might be like, hey, you know what? I'm not really sure I want you to see this in your home. I want you to see it in our beautifully organized kind of setup. And those might be the ones that say, you know what, come on in, right? We'd rather you see it here. Of course, they're also the ones that are going to charge a huge fee of restocking if you take it back. right? Restocking they, fees. And yeah. then, you know, you still don't have a sense for space, a size. I, right. I don't even right. think this technology, I, I mean, I think it's fine to get a sense for how it would look in your room. To me, the biggest thing is dimensions. It's just hard yes, to gauge yep, how right. big something is or if it's going to fit in a certain space. And that's really where the AR augmented reality on your phone can do that. So just yep. so everybody's clear that is watching this, you know, if you have a fairly modern phone, and I, I'm i going to guess and say in the last two to three years, yeah, three years yep. or so, definitely, I think your phone is yep. more than capable of AR augmented reality. It's not something you need to, to buy or, or add. It's already something built into your phones uh, using their cameras. It's the app itself for the furniture manufacturer that's going to allow you to incorporate and use the camera and use this augmented reality feature. So it's not anything you need to go out and buy or add to your phone. It is something that is inherently there that yeah. these other store apps will tap into and use if you have that capability. So. Yeah. And I'll just okay. mention real quick, Alan, uh, the, the technology that has really ramped this up, that if you are someone who really wants to take advantage of this, um, look for what's called LIDAR, L-I-D-A-R. And if you hear that, hey, I'm, I'm purchasing, you know, I'm looking at this phone or this phone, and one of them has LIDAR. LIDAR technology is basically, um, I think it's light detection and ranging is what that stands for. But really what that does is it allows the the phone there you go yeah uh it allows the phone to actually have similar to you know you've seen the um the electronic uh tape measures where you can actually put the tape measure on one wall and it will send a beam of light to the other wall get it back and it's registering then not only how long it takes the light but i think kind of the strength of the light as to how far that is and it's pretty accurate um, it's basically using a form of that but a very advanced form of it so if you imagine your phone is now in a sense, scanning its environment as to how far th away things are. If you can see something closer than something else, that's going to make the ability to augment that situation much, much cleaner. So 
you know, that's the beauty of the phones that have LiDAR, LiDAR sensors built into them is that you can start to get lots of really, really creative uh, augmented reality things going on. So, and this is just one example of that. So, so I'd say that's kind of first step, right, is how you actually find the furniture. That technology is is helping that in that way. Uh, and I'm yeah. sure there's plenty of other things that are happening in the shopping world, but that sure. I think is a really powerful one. I yeah. agree. I think that's the, that's the biggest advancement we've seen in furniture shopping. Now, when you're at the uh, showroom or you're looking at furniture, you're going to start to see a lot more furniture options, especially when we're talking chairs and couches, places where you're going to be sitting. You're going to find a lot more charging or power options built into your furniture. Um, for example, Brian, you know, just uh, thinking about the idea of looking at a, a charging uh, port for your yep. device, your your phone yep. or other device. I'm bringing one up here right now to show the idea of something built in to your piece of furniture that allows you to charge your device. Now, this is great. This also necessitates that your piece of furniture is going to have to have power going to it because otherwise right. it would not be able to charge your device if it doesn't have power itself to do that. So you're also going to be looking at um, you know, I'll see if I can bring up the other one. I've got other options. Uh, things are going to be built into your furniture. Talking about power is actually having like smart outlets also built in as well, or knowing that there's mm -hmm. ways that you could plug other things in. The idea of your your furniture being more connected, whether it be yep. power or whether it be charging uh, options to actually charge your devices, a lot more furniture is building this in now. And you're going to see that I think it's going to be a selling point to some people. If you've got an option of a piece of furniture you really like, doesn't have any of these, but you've got one over here that looks the same, but has this capability in there uh, to know that you could actually charge your phone or charge your, your tablet while you're sitting at your, your couch and not having to reach over and find another outlet somewhere to do that is yeah. a huge advantage and really makes the, makes the furniture a little more functional as opposed to just attractive or comfort. So, yeah, no, I mean, it, it, and it makes, it makes sure that, especially with sitting furniture, that you're going to sit for a much longer period of time uh, than you True. were before. Right. So now you don't have to get up to recharge on your phone. Uh, and I think, you know, I think a lot of this comes back to the fact that we, of course, are using our devices more, but we're using them uh, in, in concert with our other entertainment options, right? Me sitting at a couch, Rather than saying, well, I'm I'm either on the phone or I'm watching TV. Well, now those things are starting to, you know, gel together, right? I'm I'm looking at something that's related to what I'm on TV or I'm dual tasking or I, you know, while I'm here, let's go ahead and, you know, charge up uh, something that uh, I'm going to be using. I think people are broadcasting from their phone a lot to the TV. They're, you know, doing things that are going to be draining the batteries of that anyway. So I think this, these things are kind of cool. Um you know, I think to me, you know, this this has been around a while, right? A built-in mm -hmm. power, uh, and I think it used to come from the entertainment centers. When we had these entertainment centers, and we were going to have all these devices plug, or, you know, needing power within our entertainment center, the, the stereo, the DVD player, the um, you know, the uh, uh, VCR, the uh, you know, uh, speakers, all of these things that needed power at the time they were all in this cabinet and you know most of us know that a lot of times you would have a big extension cord or a big uh, power strip in the back that you would then run to the wall because you didn't want eight cords you know coming out from the back of the furniture so now as you showed in that last picture that opportunities for you to plug into the back of the you know the furniture only have one cord then going you know where to the outlet so it looks cleaner it's nicer so I think there's a lot of cool things about kind of building power into um, where we would need it and not having to have a lot of other cords around. I think that's really yeah. the key, right? It's, it's, it's creating kind of a, a cleaner look for what you're doing. It can with one caveat, yeah. um, <laughs> keeping in mind that now this piece of furniture has to have power getting to it, it needs a cord. to begin with. Yep. Now yep. for some situations that won't be a problem, you may have a couch or a chair that's up against the wall. It's easy to plug it in, but I mean, there's a lot of places, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of spaces where furniture is out in the middle of the room. Yep. So it's just a consideration is that I think there's, I think there's a lot of benefits to having 
the ports and the power available in your 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 piece of furniture. But you got to make sure you know that if, if you're if you got a couch on carpet in the middle of a room, okay, there's going to have to be a cord somewhere getting to yep. that piece of furniture. So whether you have to run it along the floor, put something to cover it, or you got to you know, go underneath the floor to to do it, or put up an outlet in the middle of your room. There's just some things if you're looking at aesthetics that are going to be a little a little trade-offs for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Alan, we, we just went through this recently, um, you know, for the, well, I should say the first time in a long time, I, you know, I had a, I had a powered recliner uh, okay. when I was in college, that was an old, oh, yeah, it was actually our grandparents <laughs> that it was a hand me down to us, but the power wasn't to help the recliner do anything except it added, I think, heat and vibration. Right. So it was like a massaging recliner, an old school, uh, and it had power to it. And it just had this little motor in it that would vibrate. Um, well, you know, that has now changed dramatically to where all the things that move, all the things that do things uh, in a recliner and, you know, some sort of uh, any uh, couch that has a, a lift arm, any of that sort of thing, they've started adding power to that. So we recently just bought a couch uh, for our movie room. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we, we wanted recliners because, you know, we wanted a couch that would have some form of recline, uh, because it's just my wife and I, it's the only two that are usually in there. We're facing right in front of the TV and we wanted it to be as comfortable as possible without having an extra piece of furniture in front of us. So we found one, but our couch sits in the dead center of the room. And we had that same issue that, that you were talking about. It's like, this would be great to have this powered option. But where's the cord going to go? We don't have an outlet yeah. on the floor. We do have a carpet. So do we want to run it underneath the carpet to try to hide it and have this bump in the carpet as we're going to the wall? So what we we did um, is we found, and there's, these are very popular now as well, is that when you have a powered device, you can actually find battery packs to build in uh, underneath that piece of furniture that would power your furniture. So we ended up buying a battery pack just last week. Um, so now we don't have a cord going anywhere. We have a, a small battery. Um, yep, there we go. You got a small battery, um, that sits underneath the recliner. Basically there's a connection that was going to a cord. Now we took that off and plugged it into this device and it can provide us, you know, however much, uh, we need, um, to be able to, to power that up. Now, here's the, here's the thing to, if you're, if you're looking to do this, let's say you are interested in something that has power, uh, in a recliner or a chair, and then you need a battery for it. Um, keep in mind that the amount of charge that the battery has or amount of power that it can provide, um, really depends on how much you have in that recliner, what that recliner does. So you may be looking, we were looking at recliners that had all sorts of different things like, Hey, this one has a a back lumbar. This one has a headrest that moves. This one has a recline that happens. This one has power. It has a a Qi wireless charger built in, all of these things. But we started finding out that when you have things like charging, a USB port, uh, a a wireless charger, that is just going to constantly drain the battery Mm -hmm. that you have connected to it. Okay. So uh, I'll give you, I'll give you a quick example. The, the, the site that you just pulled up there, that's where we actually bought our, um, our battery mm-hmm. from this free motion. And they have three different, uh, battery sizes, a 2,500 milliamp hour, uh, battery, the 5,000 and then the 7,500. Um, and yeah, if you carry on down there, actually, I think you might have to go up to the products, Alan, slide up to the top and, um, click on the, the little hamburger and, and go products. Yeah, batteries. And what you'll see if you slide down there, it'll give you a little chart. And this is pretty important because this is um, something you really got to think think through a little bit about, you know, what's the, the cycle, how many cycles that you should be able to go through um, and how many of the motors that are going to be built in. Okay. So I had to be thinking, so we've got a recline, we've got a, a, a um, sofa, that has two sides, both sides kind of come together and they both will recline independently. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Oh, well, of course we got two motors, right? Well, no, there's a motor for the recliner. There's a motor for the, um, uh, the back, uh, inflation, like the, what is it? Lumbar support. Mm-hmm. There's a motor for the headrest. So, and that's on both of them. So now it's actually technically six motors I that I need to be aware of. And also when it says, 
keep in mind the cycles, right? We were thinking, oh, well, 450 cycles, that's that's a lot, right? That's going to get us through a few months before we have to charge. But, you know, reclining and then bringing it back in at the end of the night, that's two cycles of one motor. If you did that for the lumbar and for the head, now you just did six cycles. If you did it, mm-hmm. both of you did it at that same time, you're at 12 cycles, you know, at one sitting, right? So we actually went with the middle because we don't plan to use it a lot, but we figured we we didn't also want to have to recharge more than maybe every month. Um, but, so is that what you're finding? You, you charge it about? about well, and again, month? we only bought it last week. Um, so oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and we've only used it a few times. And I can tell that the little battery indicator is still totally full. Uh, but okay. that's good. You know, I, I will have to see whether or not it, hopefully it lasts a month. That's my goal. If it at least lasts a month, I'm happy. Because uh, I don't mind well, once a month to kind of charge charge this battery, and it up. recharges six to seven hours. So, I mean, it's not like, quick, overnight. Yeah, if it's once a month, you plug it up, you know, let it go overnight. You're good for another month. Now, yep. what I love the standby time, meaning if it's not used at all, it's just sitting there. It's going to sit there for 15 months and still have the charge, which is great. Yep. So, yep. Um, and that's again where you need to keep in mind if you have a charging outlet in your recliner, maybe a little USB. And let's say you keep your charging cable. I have a feeling it's constantly taking a small trickle out, right? So that 15 months starts yeah. to go way down because it's constantly using power. Yeah. And so we, we purposely bought a couch that did not have any of that because we figured, you know, it really don't need anything else on the, uh, yeah. the charging. Uh, but uh, a lot of them have it now. They have it naturally well, built in. It right? has a little asterisk, probably hard to see on the screen there, real small, but just saying that, yeah, power reclining furniture with LED lights, speakers, USB ports, et cetera, will significantly reduce the battery life. So yeah. These, yeah. this chart's really just saying these are the to power the motors that you would typically find in your furniture, reclining, lumbar, yeah. all that. You start adding, you, you can use this battery with a piece of furniture that provides USB charging and all that, just know that that's going to drain this battery a lot quicker. Right. And instead right. of being every month you charge it, it may be every week or two if you're using that charging capability pretty, pretty regularly. Yep. Yep. So if you think about it, it you know, I, know, if I'm just, if I just sit down, recline, watch a movie, take the recliner back, it only worked for a total of, you know, 30 seconds. Yeah. through that entire piece, right? But if I had it plugged in, it's working for a couple hours, right? And it's yeah. just constantly draining. So yeah, something to keep in mind, but it but it is fantastic to get rid of the cord that's going across my, um, you know, it was going across a walking area, it became a, mm-hmm. a, a kind of a tripping hazard. So if you're somebody that's against the wall, you've got an outlet right behind, you don't, it doesn't matter. Maybe these are a little pricey. That was a $200 uh, battery, the middle one. Uh, I think the top one is three, 300 something. And you can find much cheaper ones through Amazon. But I also wasn't quite sure. A lot of the reviews were pretty sketchy on it. So this company seems to be fairly reputable. And the furniture companies sell these, which made me think they're wanting to stand by it as well. So, uh, but they're pricey. So use it if you're in a weird spot to where you don't want a cord um, going around. So so providing power to a piece of furniture that accepts power to allow you to do things like the motion, all the typical things you would expect to have with a reclining chair or anything with lumbar support, but getting power to that furniture also means that piece of furniture could, if it has a capability, act as its own yep. powering station for other things or letting you charge your device. So. Yep. Some benefit to having power running into your sofa, your chair, or your recliner, whatever it may be, is good there. Now, there's a few other things, Brian, that I think you could – we're going to start to see – we are already seeing in furniture, and it's going to continue. That still will require power to that piece of furniture. But some other capabilities that you can start to have with your furniture now is built-in lighting or built-in sound. And I'm going to kind of talk hmm. about these together because – There'll be different applications for each one, but you're starting to see a lot more furniture coming out with some lighting elements built in already. Uh, A great example is talking about uh, in a home theater type of couch, uh, looking at the idea of a, a, uh, let me bring up a window and show it, a cup holder 
but a cup holder that is lit up. Mm. So in other words, yep. it can either be, I've seen some that are like motion sensitive. Like if it detects a motion nearby, it's going to light up. Others just stay lit up whenever the room is already, already dark. But either way, this is a simple item of something where, Hey, you want to have a cup holder, but you know, you're in a dark room watching a movie. It'll light up. It seems really simple, yeah. but just keep in mind all the mechanics behind this. This is yet another thing in your furniture that will require power to come to it. You could yeah. use the battery that you talked about if you wanted to battery power it, but it's going to run that battery down uh, pretty significantly if this thing is lighting up all the time when you're near it or in a dark room. Yeah. Uh, accent lighting, it works the same way. You've got some furniture now that saw a couch that's actually going to light up underneath to kind of give you some mm -hmm. nice effect around the couch where you can see it in the dark, but yet it's not blaring light. That's going to get in your way watching something. Um, yeah. Another good other, thing to have for a movie room, right? You know, you've, yeah, you've got people yeah. coming in in the middle of a movie uh, into, you know, in and out and not tripping, knowing where they are. It's, I mean, the same thing that happens at the movie theaters now, right? The nice mm -hmm. movie theaters, they have a little light around the cup holder because how many yep. times have people tried to put them down, put them down awkwardly, spilled it, um, you know, tripped on their way in. So to me, those things are great for like movie rooms. I think they're fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, what I'm, what I'm a big fan of is the idea of touch lighting on pieces of furniture, mm -hmm. meaning the idea that some areas, parts of your, I've seen nightstands where just that kind of the ridge along the side of the nightstand, if you were to touch it, it could actually either trigger a light. If you've got a lamp plugged in and it's got a outlet plugged into the back of the, the nightstand, to power that lamp, it could turn that lamp on automatically, or it may have its own accent lighting or strip lighting that you can touch. And just by touching it, turns it on. All this is the lighting is great for any kind of nighttime environments where you are sleeping, but you need to kind of get some light on quickly to see something, or you're getting ready to get up and you're in the middle of the night and you need to have your light on just touching a piece of furniture to have lights. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of those um, touch lights that have been around for quite a while where the actual casing the of the, base, the light itself, base of the light yeah yeah was was something you could touch well they're building that mm -hmm. into furniture now that same capability so it just means that you have a little more flexibility with how the lights come on by just touching the furniture instead of having to reach for the light itself or touching that lamp fixture or finding the power button for it so yeah yeah so let, nice let me give you another there mm -hmm. yeah just another really uh, kind of quick use case on lighting when we were looking at um we were looking at the uh, the sofas and we weren't interested in something that there was this kind of uh, grand, but a lot of them have uh, the ability to have reading lights built in too. So kind of mm -hmm. the middle portion of the sofa where the two people are sitting on the ends that lifts up and then it has little down lights for reading. And if you think again, that, you know, that saves you having to put a lamp next to your couch, which is what a lot of us, you know, I've had to do over the years, right. Is, well, I'm, I'm sitting here, so I need light next to where I am so I can read from this particular location. But having a more directed built into the um, uh, the sofa, I think, can can be helpful for some people that have that use case. Uh, Alan, I just want to mention, though, keep in mind, and, and we'll keep kind of harping on this, but when, when there's something like a side table, and I see a lot of side tables like uh, coffee tables or, you know, end tables, um, that have some power built in, whether it's lighting or um, the a, a capability of having a plug built in. Just think about use case again, right? That is one where you're almost definitely going to want the cord. Yeah. You're not going to want to put a battery on that because anything mm -hmm. that that's used for is going to be a constant source of power, right? So um, the only reason we would have power in a, in a um, side table would be for an outlet to plug something in, to charge, to yeah. have a light, to have um, uh, maybe wireless charging. All of that is constant power, which means, you know, sure, you can get a battery, not the same kind, right? They're not connections like the same. You could get a battery for that mounted underneath the, the piece of furniture. It's going to go super fast and it's just not going to be worth it. So you still need to be thinking sure. wired um, for that. So, yeah, it's just some things you got to really consider before you start yeah. rolling out furniture with its own power needs and technology built in. Um, so lighting is going to be one thing. Uh, let me go ahead and tell you one, Brian, that yeah, you're not going to be able to run off of power, but seeing more and more furniture with sound or speakers oh, built yeah. in. 
Yep. And let me just show you, this is my favorite example to, see, to show a picture of what we're talking about here. Probably the most extreme view of what you could do uh, with this. But this is, uh, this is speakers inside your furniture. Oh, yeah. So imagine inside <laughs> the actual base of your couch. Speakers that can be connected, sometimes Bluetooth or other ways that can be connected to your sound equipment. You're watching TV. The sound can be routed into your couch or into your, your love seat. And into you're your able bones. to feel, yeah, <laughs> feel the bass or the the the, the uh, rumbling on the on the sound inside the couch that you're in. That's I, I got to admit I've tried some out. They're really cool. They are yeah. great. They accentuate. You know, it's not something where you're going to hear all the sound from your from your couch. I mean, you're still going to have to have other speakers because the sound coming out of the couch is still going to be a little more muffled. It's not going to be. Yeah the best fidelity, but it accentuates or can add to whatever sound you're hearing other uh, anywhere else and just makes a huge difference. So um, it's probably going to be mostly the, the sub subwoofer yes. type mm-hmm. sound. Right. Yeah. That's right. providing yeah. kind of the, the accents to what you're doing. Right. Yeah. yeah I can't so imagine you'll, you'll get thing, a lot of yeah. speech out of, out of, you know, underneath. No, the top, right. You're not going to no, be getting speech I mean, coming through. They say it, you can, and I'm sure that, you know, for people who maybe if you're not as picky about your sound, you probably could make it work with just your furniture speakers. But I think people who really are looking for a good sound experience in their room are going to use speakers like that as more of a supplement to add more sound to their already natural sound environment they've got. Um, Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing to, to think about that all built into your piece of furniture. Yeah. Um, Ikea, I mean, if you go to Ikea or, or they make a lot of their own furniture, brand of furniture, of course, a lot of their furniture, they're starting to build in speakers into, mm-hmm. whether it be lamps, whether it be shelves, furniture, shelves, just having mm-hmm. those built in uh, Bluetooth speakers so that they act just like a Bluetooth device that you pull up on your phone or, or uh, and, and beam your music to or beam anything else you want to it. And the yeah. fact that it's already built in means, yes, you're still going to have power that you need to power that, that piece of furniture up, but it's one less thing you got to worry about hooking up or wiring up. And you know, it's always going to be there, always going to be fixed in that piece of furniture. So some nice use cases for it. Yeah. Um, yep. If you're someone who likes a little more flexibility with picking and choosing where speakers are going to be and all may not be the best situation for you, but if you just right. want to have that capability right there available, um, a lot of those are getting built in now. And that's some that's some good use of technology there. Yeah, yeah. So um, IKEA has a connection with Sonos, right? And then right. some of their their lamps and their their shelves. I tell you, yeah, you, you mentioned it already. The idea of flexibility. I will just say my my concern, and this is where I would suggest people really put some thought into any time that you have maybe two different two different elements blended together within a purchase that think ahead about whether you ever want to split those two purchases up. And, you know, for me saying, Oh, let me have the furniture that has the built-in speakers. One, I think you're going to be limited in the type of furniture you can get. So you're automatically into that, you know, that brand, that style. And two, what happened, you know, if I think of my furniture history, I don't think I've ever had a couch or a chair that has lived in one room all of its life. You know, I've had one that then gets True. graduates to another place or to another location. And, oh, well, we got something else. So let's move that here and just be thinking now both technologies are going together, right? The speakers have to go with it. And is that going to be a use case? So for me, I've never really enjoyed having two different um, use cases together. I do mm-hmm. like the idea of adding things like power and add-ons to where you're going to need them. Like, you know, a couch is always going to be reclining. If it has a recliner, that's what it does. So if you can add power to it, okay, right? If you're comfortable with that, because you're never going to separate them, right? But the speaker, right. that's where it gets to be a little challenging to me. It the must be like be saying, tough. hey, I'm going to I'm gonna buy a couch with the remote control built into the arm. Yeah. Well, that means you're limited to that remote control forever, right? I mean, uh, you'll so never lose really, the remote control. You'll never lose it, but you're always nice. stuck with it there in that place. That style. I agree. Yeah. I, I've never been a fan of the sound built into your furniture because mm-hmm. to me, that's one thing that you're not really going to be able to upgrade. You lose control over, right? You lose right. control over it, and then 
I got to imagine the repair cost uh, or, or the, uh, the having to fix it, the repairability is going to be a lot tougher. Yeah. So it's not just as easy as saying, well, let's just go out and buy another speaker or whatever. No, it's, it's pretty much, if you want that to work, it's going to be having to get in and repairing this large piece of furniture. However, that may, may, may work. Um, yeah. Yeah. When it comes to the sound, I'm, I'm a little more, I want some more flexibility with it, but I'm with you on the charging and having plugs within your furniture. I think that's super convenient and super nice. Um, Yeah. Just earlier today, I had to, I was trying to work on my laptop and I wanted to work on sitting in on a couch and I'm like, well, got to plug the plug across the room and make sure people don't come walking over and tripping. So it's great. I love it built in when it adds something that is a functionality that I was having to work around beforehand. Um, And it's a functionality that you would probably like to have wherever that couch goes in the future. That's right. Yeah. It doesn't matter what room that couch is in. That's going to be a piece of uh, functionality. It's going to be good. Now I do need to kind of caution. Um, doesn't really apply to the charging, but it, anytime we incorporate technology into something like furniture or something that, you know, didn't have it before, all of a sudden you got a question too. Well, what if that technology were to break? Does that furniture then become unusable in any way? Now, a charging, if you're having your USB charging or your phone or tablet charging, if that were to break, okay, the furniture's still good and usable. You're just now losing that functionality that you have to get fixed. But if it, you're depending on mechanical for reclining or for yeah. anything like that, well, then you do yep. lose that functionality if the technology breaks. Yep. Don't really have that problem with the old pull handle on the side of the chair. <laughs> I mean, that pretty much always works. And if it doesn't right. work, there's a right. simple generally an easier way to fix it. The technology breaks, you're not going to be able to go into that couch very easily and fix it. So just another thing to be mindful of. I I love, I love technology in these things, but I think you do need to ask questions. Where am I going to get the power to it? How is that going to work? How's it going to look? What's going to happen if this technology breaks or stops functioning the way it should? Does this impair this furniture in any way? And like you, you alluded to earlier too, Brian, I think, uh, not every piece of furniture and style and design has technology built in. So are you going towards a piece of furniture that you would not want to have normally, but you're getting it because it has technology built into it? Is that really what you want to do? Is that really what's right for your space and your room? Uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of the way they look sometimes when you got the big uh, power outlets on the side or other, right. other ports. I mean, that's not a, not in a look I always want in my furniture, so you gotta have to balance out. Is it worth the functionality, worth the advantages versus the trade-off in selection or um, appearance that you may get? So yeah, and I will say, having gone through this, uh, what you mentioned was exactly right, and that I don't think I saw any options that were powered, say powered recliners that had a manual override. You know, they oh, had right. to say like, yeah. hey, you know, I'm just going to turn off the power and use the switch to manually do it. None of them had that. So, of course, they love the the furniture store loves this, right? Because now sure. they have you. It's like, you've got to come to me to fix this. Um, yep. Now, okay, the, the, the flip side of that for people who are interested in that is that, okay, you also got to be thinking the the use of power to do things like reclining also means that it's going to continue to work at the speed and the movement pattern that it's supposed to, right? Whereas sometimes the manual, the pulling of the handle, all this kind of stuff, you're, you know, you're, you're more potentially more likely to break it. Now the electronics, you have more fail, fail uh, places, uh, places in which that uh, can go wrong. Um, but you know, there's some pros and cons, but you're absolutely right. I wish there was a manual over. I wish I could just turn the power off and say, you know what? we're just going to manually recline from now on or whatever, but yeah. not possible. So you're, you're kind of stuck yeah. with it for sure. Make sure, you make sure you like the couch and like it without the recliner if you're going yeah. to do that. So, all right. Well, well and, that, and the else? same goes for the same goes for any other piece of furniture. I think, right. You know, I, I, it, depending on your, your personal taste, I mean, design and you got to balance out design and appearance and functionality where does it really fall? Are you going to gain something from adding technology into this piece of furniture that's really going to enhance your situation without impacting the way that your room looks and functions and, and acts and all too? So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, well, Brian, in those situations where 
and we were just saying that maybe sometimes your options were a little limited on what you could do furniture wise that would also incorporate technology. Well, let's talk more about what is technology allowing us to do on the custom side with furniture, mm-hmm. because there are some advancements now, in what we can do that we couldn't have done years ago when it comes to furniture. And, yeah. uh, yep. you know, I think we are, you were going to talk about 3d printing. What, what, yeah, what, a little bit. How I mean, factor I, in? Well, so f- f- for, for, Everybody, I'm sure, has heard of 3D printing, and many of us have probably seen kind of use cases of it. Early on, 3D printing was all about kind of small trinket items. You know, you could print out something really small to be able to use some sort of, you know, widget that would be useful in a particular area. And there's no reason I could reprint a piece that broke off of a uh, of a device. But the 3D printing has become larger and larger. These printers are allowing you to create big big things these days. I, I even saw a, a, one of the first 3D printed houses where all the components of the house were 3D printed and basically, you know, then put together. And, you, you know, you're making, you know, you're remaking things that um, that need to be done in a custom way. And that's becoming a lot cheaper to do. So as you see here, Alan brought up that, you know, there's some creative ways in which very cool looking furniture can be made uh, with 3D printing. Um, now a lot of what we're going to show you here probably doesn't look like the most comfortable stuff in the world, <laughs> but if you think about style, if you think about, Hey, I want something minimal there, maybe outdoor furniture, something that won't, you know, be problematic with weather could be printed out of a kind of a hard plastic or something that could be used. Um, and I want it to be exactly like this. There are ways that that can be custom done now. As compared to, you know, take the same style that you're seeing on here and saying before you'd have to create that out of wood, right? Mm-hmm. And have someone spend a lot of money in order to do something this creative, um, you know, that now you can potentially get done with 3D printing. Now, it's still going to be expensive because someone is having to pay for the use of this 3D printer, uh, which are not cheap, um, some of the the large ones. But but I love how we're using technology to potentially uh, allow us more flexibility in the creation of things like this, you know, tables and uh, desks and that that are going to be, you know, at least the components of them potentially created very specifically and not having to go through a, a huge manufacturing process to be able to do that. So, so I think well, that's another think place that technology is kind of coming in play. Just think about the idea of, okay, I need a, I need a coffee table, but I need one exactly this wide to fit yep. in my space. And now you know, what we're limited with before 3D printing or some of these more flexible uh, manufacturing options, you go to the store and you find the, the closest one you can get right. of these six items. And whichever one is the best fit is the one you go with. Or you keep searching and searching and searching, looking for that perfect one and maybe never finding it. 3D printing is going to allow us to say, all right, you want this style table, but you want it exactly this width. You want it 47 and a half inches wide and no more. You could actually get that spec'd out and built. Um, Cost is still going to be a factor. Like you said, it's still a new process. It's still fairly expensive to get these made custom, but give that versus not having the piece of furniture you need or the size you need, you know, it's, I mean, it's the, a the flexibility but... of the custom element is is so much higher, right? We have the ability right. to to be truly flexible in that. I mean, it, it just as you said, if that 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 chair that's on the center of your screen right now, if you said, well, you could have that chair and you could have it thirty one inches tall, thirty two inches tall, thirty three inches tall. You tell us how tall you want it. Tell us, you know, how wide you want it. If it's fitting a, a specific person, a child, a, an adult. You know, how big do you want the, you know, the, the bucket seat to be? I mean, those are things digitally that can just be tweaked on a, you know, a diagram that could then be spit through a, 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 um, a 3D printer and create the, the actual kind of down to the, you know, down to the, the millimeter um, dimensions that you need. So I think now, that's really cool. And we should clarify you're not 3D printing a soft, fluffy couch, okay? Right. Not, you right. Know, this is all still using the material that is that the 3D printing uses to kind of make solid pieces. I think you're talking more outdoor mm-hmm. solid chairs, seats like you're talking about. You're talking more, 
you know, tables and night and stands and other things that are hard surfaces because it's using this material that's going to be kind of compressed hard material right, right. together. Um, but I mean, that's a foundation for cool. a lot of yeah. furniture. So you can do a lot with that. So I think the yep. 3D printing is going to be really cool for, th- for a lot of custom work that people are going to want to have done. Uh, the cost will come down over time. I mean, as 3D printing becomes a more cost-effective way of producing things, which that's the whole purpose behind it. So things can be produced more economically and quicker and more on demand. But you're still talking about a, a, a niche market for people making these. So yeah. it's going to cost more to get it made. Um, but Brian, you were also wanting to show something with regards to foldable components and storage. Yeah. And, and I will say this is, this is a bit off, off of what we think, uh, normally when we think technology. Um, but I, I bring this up as a way that, that furniture has also kind of, uh, been tweaked a little bit. And there of course is technology here. It's just that it's not a powered device. It was technology really to kind of create this, but, um, we recently had an issue, by moving into a new house to where we we needed furniture in a small room to be used as a guest bedroom, but we didn't want to take up this entire small room with a decent sized bed. Um, now you may be thinking, well, you've got lots of things like uh, futons, right? They can be uh, a couch folded into a bed. Uh, you've got uh, Murphy beds, you've got, uh, blow up beds, you know, you've got air mattresses, that sort of thing. A lot of which can utilize technology. I just wanted to show you an example. And I thought this was incredibly mm-hmm. creative. I've got it here. Um, yeah, I'll pull oh, it you've got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. So this is, um, this was exactly what we bought. And of course it's, it's fairly pricey. Um, but look at what it did for us, right? We've got this cabinet now in our room that looks like a cabinet, looks like a a big chest, um, Mm -hmm. kind of a a really pretty looking piece of equipment there, a piece of uh, furniture, but it also then transforms to a bed. So as you can see, you pull out the bottom tray that makes the base, you flip down the, um, the, uh, the, the uh, base that your mattress is going to be on. And then it has a foldable, uh, memory foam mattress. And that's the other beauty of things like mattresses, memory foam, and that it can actually be carved up, made into a foldable version. And you don't recognize the issue there because there's no springs, right? You can mm-hmm. have these divisions. So this is another example where I think, you know, it's a different kind of technology. This is more of the creative technology to say, how are we going to create new versions of things? Um, but I think that's the other cool part of where technology has changed a little bit. You can see Murphy beds, you know, that would have even electronics built into them to where it can lower down from uh, the wall. So I think that even though that's a bit of a stretch with the world of tech, I think, you know, thinking about how furniture can be adapted to be more mm-hmm. custom and more useful. And, but, you know, and I've seen versions of this that have built in power and have built in so that when it becomes a bed and then the cabinet opens up, Sure. There's charging points at ports in there. There's overhead lights that now come for uh, reading lights at night. You know, it allows all of that to kind of be worked together. So that's just yeah, kind that's of a, another cool. cool example of how, you know, technology, uh, which, of course, we we think furniture and furniture is kind of that last frontier for me in that we always think that the simpler, the better the older, the better, right? We have things that were made really, really well. Um, and I've always kind of resisted some technology in my furniture because I do like really quality, well-made things. But now I'm seeing even good quality things that are starting to integrate some of these add-ons, which I think is really helpful. So it's exciting. I, I agree, it is. So Brian, I, I thought maybe to kind of wrap this episode up, what I'd like to do here. Um, I know Christmas is still a little ways away, but I thought it might be a good time to give you some ideas of what I would personally be interested in uh, oh. with regards to furniture. Some things I oh, think that would be good. Yeah. Wait a minute. Are we, we're buying each other gifts. Okay. We're, we're well, starting I'd like, that. I, I'd like to, I'd like to start that now. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to show you what I'd like. Um, okay. Hit me. This, All right. Okay. This might set you back a little bit, but hmm. to me, this is, this is the ultimate use of technology into one piece of furniture here. This is a true smart desk by Tabula Sense. Okay. Um, look at everything this desk. Okay, the desk looks pretty eh, seem eh, pretty, pretty simple, simple from the, from yep. the outside, right? But let's go through and talk about all the ways it's incorporating technology in. 
It has got wireless charging built into the desk. Nice. So that means you nice. can set your phone down if it's capable of wireless charging and it will charge your phone on the desk. Great. So it's built in that. The Bluetooth speakers <laughs> are built into the desk as well. So you can actually Bluetooth right into your desk to have yes. the speakers uh, with some nice sound performance there. There's your USB hubs on the side. Okay. Sweet. So right there in the front. So you just pop them in. You got your hubs and you can plug that. Your computer can be plugged into your desk and anything you plug in the hub will show up on your computer and so forth. All right. My favorite, the induction beverage warmer uh, built nope. into the desk. Now you got okay. me. Now you got so me. Basically, this will help you stay warm with your, with your mug sitting on your desk, right? That's great. And the whole desk is adjustable as well, height adjustable legs. So, wow. Brian, this is Fantastic. what I'd like. Um, mm-hmm. I figure if mm-hmm. I told you that now, like a good eight or nine months in advance of Christmas, that it gives you some time to kind of prepare manage your finances however appropriately to make sure yeah. you can afford this for me at Christmas. Can time. you slide all the way back up again to the very top? <laughs> Cause I, I don't, I don't know my conversion off the top of my head, but you know, it um, is 2,990 pounds. Is that equal at like 30 bucks? I US? think it's like 30, $35. Yeah. <laughs> so you should be able to get this. No problem. Just but, Brian, just go ahead and buy it and let it, it'll deal with the conversion on the back end. So just, oh, okay. Just okay. Don't, yeah. Don't worry so I don't need to convert in advance. Don't worry okay. about dollars. Yeah. It'll convert to dollars <laughs> on your credit card or whatever you pay it with. Wow. Um, no, in all seriousness, yeah. this, I thought was just, that's you know, really cool. Again, the idea yeah. of taking a lot of technologies, putting them into one piece of furniture and still having a very nice looking furniture. I mean, it's not like yep. this is a really, uh, uh, bad looking piece of furniture incorporating technology. It's done it in a very tasteful way. Let me show you a couple more things I just thought were some interesting uses of furniture incorporating technology. Here we've got one that is a mirror. It is called the open mirror. And it basically is a giant mirror that you look at, but then it has that slide out side bottom of it, where if you push it to the side, it slides out and it's actually got a place where you can have your phone or other charging sitting right there as well. Uh, plus, it'll also let you play music through it if you have your phone in there and the music is piping into it. So it's kind of making that mirror even a piece, smart piece of technology, a smart piece of furniture you've got. Uh, works through Bluetooth cool. again, just like a lot of furniture pieces are. It'll recharge your device if you slide out that little bottom part. So, you know, if you uh, imagine you're in front of the mirror, um, if you're somebody that uses a mirror to get ready and whatever it may be, but you also want to have the phone there for keeping it on something or you're watching something on the phone, or maybe you're doing a FaceTime with somebody and you're actually want to be able to talk with them while you're in front of the mirror too. You can do all of that. So just a nice little piece Indeed, of I, use of that. I have to say, I'm amazed that they didn't also put like a backlight on it. Right. It seems like with something like there a mirror, be, right. The lighting. Oh, there's there a light behind it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the actual okay. mirror itself yeah. does have a backlight shining on the wall. I was going to so say does, you've got, yeah, you've got power. You better be adding a light to the mirror. Okay. There, there you go. Yep. Yep. So the open mirror has two operating modes in standby mode. The mirror's closed, but then it is enlightened by a thin light indicating where the shape will be decomposed and play mode. It's open. The lower part glows indicating where the music controls are. So, yeah. yeah, very cool. So that was neat. And now let me show one more. Again, I'm just giving you a lot of this is, holiday options. This is okay. all drool worthy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this is an example of what we were talking about already, incorporating a lot of the same stuff we were already saying, putting it into like kind of a home theater sofa, the actual smart sofa, uh, the ultimate home theater experience, they say. I cannot attest to it. I have not used one of these sofas. But what I did like about this, kind of in addition to everything we've already been doing, it's got rumble vibration in yeah. the seats itself that will tie into your the- your theater system. So it's not just oh. music or sound coming okay. in. It's actually giving you a 4D experience, kind of like uh, what you see in some of those uh, theme parks where they have the places you go in the theaters and the seats will move and shake based on what's happening on the screen. You can actually have that built into your own couch now. Along with the 4D experience, it has built-in home automation with Google Assistant or Amazon Alexa into the sofa, a wireless phone charger on the actual side of the couch, which is nice. nice. 
meaning yep. you don't have to worry about finding it a super flat surface somewhere to do it. Just set it on the edge of your uh, your armrest there, and you have wireless charging going on. And you can get it in an armchair, three-seat, or four-seat sofa. So, again, going ultimate with a smart sofa, one that would actually have Alexa or Google built in, has that 4D experience with your home theater. Uh, and you can do all the, of course, the lighting control and everything else from it that you want, and the built-in charging on the uh, armrest. Again, just kind of really maxing out the use yeah, of technology on cool. one piece of furniture here. So. Again, Alan, I, do, you, do you know do you know anything about where it said the 4D experience? Is that I'm assuming that has to be Bluetooth, so it become its own Bluetooth speaker in a way, right? I mean, did it say anything about wire? I assume it's wireless. It's got to be. You're not going to be running yeah. an HDMI cord to it or something. No, and I think it's all still running Bluetooth. So I mean, I think you okay. actually take yep. your 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 home theater TV screen or player. And you use this as a Bluetooth device that's connected yep. to it. So it's yep. it's doing a form of sound and speakers. It's just really focusing on, I think, the bass and the vibrations and trying to kind of time that with your with your Yeah, that's experience. really cool. So, yeah. Again, I have not well, got to use it. Uh, Brian, I will be happy with any of these three items that you decide to get for me. I can hmm. find uses for all three of them. I think they'd be great additions to the house. And just so glad you asked me to share with you some christmas ideas uh, on this show yeah. um, i'm happy to do so so well i'm three i'm thinking of right away. i'm thinking of you know potentially knockoff versions of several of them you know <laughs> a, a mirror that i can just put a cord back behind and have you you know charge your <laughs> charge your phone uh, a couch but, you know, where we'll, just we'll something out right we'll a couch where just one of my boys has to sit in the back and just shake it and vibrate it something <laughs> yes. happens on the movie screen yeah <laughs> This is an important time. Shake, 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 yeah. shake. There's a, a building's falling. Hurry, shake the, shake the couch. Well, um, I will say of all three of those, the part that really excites me would be the desk because the yeah. desk is the place where I have so many cords, so many things that are unsightly that I'm trying to cover up because I want yeah. all of this technology together that to find ways of charging wirelessly or, you know, I have a coffee warmer over here that is a, not a very attractive looking thing, but I love it because I can keep my mug on it and keep it warm to have that built in. Yeah, so that's, that I is, uh, that's good stuff. I love that's that good. desk. That desk is awesome. Now, yeah. granted it probably, you know, breaks after a few weeks and yeah. it's like near impossible to repair. And anyway, but whatever. I'm oh, being, man, those, those I'm are going to sure. be great. The great few weeks though, right? Oh, yeah. they would be. It's totally worth the, <laughs> Whatever number of pounds that was on the screen, I remember now. Thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. For your <laughs> perfect. Well, that's All the right. pieces of furniture. How furniture is incorporating the technology. I mean, I think we could really sum it up. It's all down to as far as the furniture itself. Furniture that provides power. Yeah. Uh, for other charging devices, furniture that allows you to charge devices. You know, standard USB ports or other lightning ports that allow you to charge your devices very easily incorporating light, incorporating sound into your pieces of furniture, something that you yep. normally have to get your own other pieces to do. The idea that they could be incorporated into the furniture as one piece could be a really nice fit for somebody's home. And then the whole shopping experience and even designing your own furniture experience is definitely changing with technology. It's going to make it, I think, easier to shop for furniture. I think it's going to make it less hassle. And I think yep. whenever the 3D printing really starts to gain a lot of mainstream a a attention for furniture, I think we're going to see a lot more coffee tables, end tables, uh, dining room chairs, um, you know, any kind of table surface being made 3D printed uh, to perfect specifications could be, uh, yep. could really change the game for a lot of furniture. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. think about having the AR app that you pull up and say, here's the style, here's my space. It scans it and says, great, we'll give you the perfectly sized version of that, right? 3D yeah. printed and all of that. So I think nice. there's some really cool combinations. So that's great. Well, the furniture business industry is still growing as always, but especially I think it has been with more, more homes and more home um, boons going on. And then uh, technology is obviously accelerating. The two are just going to keep colliding. And I think we're going to see a lot of integration between the two. So. All right. Well, Brian, if anybody else has some of their own furniture tech ideas or wish list on things that they'd love to see furniture do more of from a technology standpoint, how can they, uh, how can they get those to us? 
Well, so you, know, you can email us uh, at info at the mesh.tv. Um, you can tell us a little bit about the, uh, the furniture that you'd like to recommend or uh, the new kind of new frontier of the furniture that you'd like to, to have us talk about. Um, you can also go to our website, uh, which is www.brothers-n-tech.com. And that's where you'll be able to pick up uh, or get to our old previous versions of the uh, the podcast, previous episodes. But you'll also start to see some links that we'll put in for technology that's being mentioned or some things that we aren't even touching on the, the episodes, but uh, want to be able to give you some more info. So those are the ways to get in touch with us. Um, Alan and I also are happy to take donations of things like the smart desk uh, yes. to the show so we can test that out. And uh, if anybody has an extra smart desk laying around, yeah, you've got one laying around, right? Yep. We are, we're happy to help take it, uh, take it off your hands. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'd be happy to do that. And, the makers of that, if you'd like us to try it and then show it off to, you know, the rest of the world, we'd be happy to, to, to yeah. talk with you about that as well. So, all right. Info at the mesh.tv. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been Furniture Tech talking here on Brothers in Tech. And we will be back uh, next time, next week with another episode. I think next episode is our next upcoming uh, mm-hmm. Brothers in Tech suggestions episode, our bits episode. Yes. Um, yes. So uh, we'll look forward to sharing our suggestions. Kind of Brian and I both bring at least one recommendation, maybe two. We'll see how we're feeling yep. to yep. the table to share with you as far as any type of technology that we're into now that we want to, that we're really wanting to recommend people check out. That'll be our next episode. But until then, thanks for watching tonight. And we will look forward to talking to everybody next time. Take care. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.